Welcome to our Net Group Investments Quarterly Briefing, where we profile some of the interesting takeouts from our recent fund manager workshop with our local best of breed managers. To hear the full fund manager presentations or for more information about our funds, visit the Net Group Investments website or access more of our content via LinkedIn, YouTube, or podcast channel. We start off this episode by discussing why South African government bonds offer value. We then examine the core themes investors should be mindful of going into 2023. The South African equity market is still attractively valued. Cheap valuations are widespread and not just limited to resources. On a relative basis, South African valuations are also favorable compared to developed markets. Our portfolio managers share their top domestic picks. Finally, we discuss how to position an income fund in a high inflation and rising interest rates environment. The Net Group Investments Opportunity Fund currently has the largest weighting to SA government bonds it has ever had. Omri Thomas, Portfolio Manager, makes the case for investing in SA government bonds. If we look at our, our bonds in South Africa, very attractive real return relative to, to US long bonds and also in terms of just its own uh, nominal terms. I mean, you can buy a SA long bond at almost a 12% yield. If you say over the next 10, 15 years, inflation averages at 5%, that gives you a real return of 6 to 7%. That is almost an equity-like risk return that you're getting from investing in a government bond. So for the Opportunity Fund, this is the highest weighting the funds ever had to bonds. It gives a very nice floor to your, to your return and positions the fund uh, very well for good long-term uh, real returns. Rashad Tayeb gives us a market outlook for the last few months of 2022. Now, looking forward, the, uh, the themes that we've seen over the last year will continue, as in global inflation continues to run hot, continues to surprise to the upside. Uh, the Fed has been very aggressive in terms of its hiking cycle. They were well behind the curve. So they only started hiking when inflation was already above 7%, and they started with a mere 25 basis points. But from being behind the curve, they now risk over-tightening and causing, the they've already caused the markets to tip over, they've caused interest rates to rise, they've caused mortgage rates to rise, and they now risk pushing the economy into a recession into next year. So I think you are seeing the beginning of central banks calming down. So so yesterday we saw the Canadian Central Bank, they were expected to hike 75 basis points, they only hiked 50 basis points. A few weeks ago in Australia, they expected a 50 basis point hike, they only hiked 25 basis points. So you, you are seeing uh, central banks begin to calm down in terms of the hiking cycles. Geopolitically, there's tensions everywhere. So the US is becoming you know, increasingly aggressive. They, they're combating Russia on one side. They're fighting you know, China with the, with the trade wars the last week in terms of limiting the, the, the chip exports. They're also looking to launch uh, an op anti-OPEC bill. So they're fighting the oil producers. They're also fighting climate change. And I think this is quite risky because yes, the US is the most dominant superpower in the world, but I think you can't fight battles on multiple fronts without negatively impacting your economy. If we look at global earnings, they remain above trend and we see downside risks here as the stimulus begins to weigh off. South African equities are trading at very attractive valuations relative to emerging markets and developed markets. Junaid Bray shares some of his top picks in the South African market. We're seeing value on both, on both fronts. 
In the global consumer side, we continue to hold on to NASPIS and PROCESS. British American Tobacco, we also added to Anheuser-Busch. We saw results out this morning, quite positive. And then on the, on the SA Inc. side, we're seeing lots of value in, on SA financials, especially the insurers have come off a lot. They're trading at incredibly depressed valuations. Uh, we think that there's a lot of value there, especially Sunlum, uh, Momentum as well. And then selectively on some of the other SA Inc. stocks, where we think that despite the constrained macro environment, these companies are well-run, good management teams. They can actually benefit from market share gains or self-help stories where there's cost-cutting initiatives we can, which can still drive earnings growth. So the likes of Woolworths and Pick and Pay, uh, we also own some of those in the, in the fund. And then on the resources side, we still have a, a preference for the energy complex. We think broadly supply and demand is still quite tight given supply dislocations with what's happened on, with Russia. And we think that, you know, as economies are not fully reopened, all the planes are not in the air yet. So we think energy, despite, you know, recessionary fears, remains well supported. And we continue to hold Sassel and Glencore for exposure there. Saul Miller shares his views on domestic equities, which have been showing compelling dividend yields. So just finally to move on to South Africa, where we are seeing a lot of uh, value. In terms of economic factors, there obviously is a bit of a concern given, you know, given what transpired at the conference in China, which we and I think the markets felt was certainly a lot more negative than would have been expected. That obviously does weigh on EM sentiment. We are part of the EM basket. If we do get less spend from China on commodities, that obviously directly impacts South Africa economically in terms of our budget deficits and our trade balance. So those factors over the short term can certainly be a bit negative for, for SA and are certainly worse than what we would have hoped for. However, having said that, valuations in South Africa are especially generous. We really don't need much economic growth in SA to get a reasonable return out of many shares listed on the SA exchange. And really, we can get quite a diversified exposure to value on the SA market. If I look at some of the self-help examples that we often talk about, and really these are companies that are not dependent on a buoyant SA economy, it's really through internal fixing of businesses, businesses that have been mismanaged historically. We have a number of these in SA, and they're trading on fairly decent valuations. So you have the likes of Investec on a seven dividend yield, you have Momentum on a 10 dividend yield, and you probably would have seen this morning they actually completed quite a sizable share buyback. So management is also showing their belief in the business and just and also once again endorsing how cheap it is, which we think is, is very positive. If you look at some of the offshore exposure on the JSC, BTI or BAT is obviously well known to everyone. It trades on a very generous dividend yield. It's the kind of share that should do well should we have a continued bear market. It is viewed as uh, obviously defensive shares do well in that kind of environment. Sirius, a little bit lesser known, is a property share primarily exposed to Germany, trading on a seven dividend yield. Incredibly well-run business, been growing at a healthy rate for quite some time and expected to grow in very high single digits in euros. So you're going to get a very nice mid-teens return out of this business at this end point, which we obviously like, and it's why we've been upping our exposure here. In terms of value, I've listed some financials like the likes of Absa and Sunlum, but in fact, you could put most financials into this basket. You're really getting record low valuations. I don't think Sunlum has ever traded quite at these levels for a business that's probably one of the best-run insurers in the, in the country, trading also at a, quite a sizable discount to its EV for the first time in, in many years. And then on the mining and resource front, I spoke about that a little bit earlier, the likes of Glencore, Sassol, Glencore benefits in particular from these very elevated coal prices. Over the medium term, they should benefit from higher base metals, which should benefit from a green
greenification of economies. There's obviously going to be a lot of demand for base metals, and there just is not enough supply if we look out over the medium term. So that should really buoy copper prices and, and similar type base metals, which Glencore has quite sizable exposure to. With inflation increasingly stickier than markets initially thought, we spoke to Philip Liebenberg on how he's positioning an income fund to deal with this threat. Obviously, we try and focus on diversification, you know, focus on if we can get some diversified, cheaper assets, high degree of credit quality. And we've, we do believe that we're at a point where we've seen some exaggerated inflation concerns. Um, the one concern might be that, you know, we're still underestimating um, how sticky global inflation is going to be. But that's a topic for another day. So at the moment, we've got a fund yield of 8.2%, total duration of 1.3%, which is dominated by local bonds at about 09 And then we've got a 0.2% inflation-linked bond duration and 02 on offshore bonds. I think offshore bonds is the one interesting thing where we've seen quite a few opportunities. You, you rewind a year ago. Very little that we wanted to invest in. We've been, to some extent, spoiled for choice the last uh, couple of months. So a lot more interesting on the offshore side. If you look at the makeup of the fund, lowish in property at 2%, a big floating rate component that will reset higher. Uh, so that will increase the yield of the fund. We've got some inflation-linked bonds, nominal bonds. So all in all, a nicely diversified portfolio. Our total offshore exposure now is over 20%. However... Our currency exposure is just over 3%. So, you know, currency is actually a decision that you take separately from your offshore assets. So all in all, you know, happy with where we are at the moment. And I think the fund is set up for a nice year going forward. You can access more information about all the fund manager workshops at NetGroup Investments website, YouTube, or through our podcast channels on all major platforms. This has been your NetGroup Investments quarterly briefing. Make sure to check back at the end of January 2023 for our next edition.